Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang, Kane Gang, Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang, 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 Kane Gang. You feel me? Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. That's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. That's Kane Gang. That's Kane What it do? What it do? Man, what's going on, everybody? This is Derek Coe, also known as I Put On From My City, also known as Kane Fan Co. Depends on which one you want to go with. All in all, you guys can just call me Co. This is the first edition of the Kane Gang Radio Show. And I got my co-host with me tonight, my man J-Man. What's good? What's good? What's up, Co? How you doing, man? This is... Uh, oh, man. <laughs> exciting stuff right exciting stuff man it's uh you know i i think this is your first time on radio right but this is uh you know my first radio show um yeah yeah definitely first time on here kind of excited kind of kind of new to what we can and cannot do but uh (laughs) yeah 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 we're gonna have to uh push the boundaries a little bit you know (laughs) listen it's all good It's, it's, it's all good and it's all gonna be fun and obviously we're here to literally talk about everything Miami Hurricanes, also talk about NFL, NBA, yep. maybe not as much NHL, maybe not as much MLB, <laughs> but yep. we're here to talk about a lot of sports yep. in general, but and in particular, the 305 and yep. the Canes. Dude, and don't forget fantasy football, man. I am – Oh, angry. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You yep. know, speaking of that, I was literally just given like two, uh, two invitations – uh, this morning about uh, auction drafts and PPR mm-hmm. leagues and things like that because obviously yeah. people want to get this thing rolling you know they want to see the season up and running and uh, you know so yeah I'm a big fantasy fan you know football fan myself so I'm okay. definitely excited about that <laughs> yeah me too man and uh, I guess I didn't introduce myself fully so Co calls me J man uh, my name's Jordan Nelson you guys might recognize me from the Fours Up podcast. Uh, that I do with with Hurricanes Marsh. We cover uh, Miami Hurricanes football, and uh, we really have a good time over there, man. We've we've had you on the show plenty of times, Co. And and uh, you know we're we're gonna have some fun here on the radio too, talking about other stuff. So you, you know it was uh, definitely definitely encouraging to be on the Forza podcast. Um, but you know over the last month month and a half, you know opportunities presented itself for for you and I, and you know potentially yeah. other people as well. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's uh, it's exciting times and kind of see where it's going to take us and what we're yeah, going to do. And um, yeah. obviously got to give a, a huge, huge, huge shout out to uh, the Amigo and the Frank yeah, and absolutely. everybody over at Slam yeah. Radio. Um, yeah. Definitely uh, give them mad, mad props, man. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's a uh, it's very exciting opportunity that I think I think we're both we're both pretty pumped about. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's cool that we're going to have a voice to. You know what I mean? Like, I think my friends are tired of me blowing up their phone with all my stupid NBA and college football opinions, you know? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in their ear every fall, you know? Like, oh, man, Miami's going to win 11 games this year, man, you know? Uh, and then I always look like an idiot come November. Um, 
but you know, it, it's cool. Now, now I get to bother all of you guys. So national audience. Well, the funny thing is, well, absolutely. And the funny thing is I like for years and years and years, I used to always predict the Miami hurricane schedule based on my heart and not my mm -hmm. head. You know, you could never tell me that we were going to lose to any team. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like the game starts playing and I can tell like we're going to lose. And so over the years, I just started realizing I can't predict anything with my heart anymore. I got to do everything with my head <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and be man. a realistic and be a true fan, you know? Dude, uh, yeah, I was tweeting about this the other day, but, uh, you know, my, my cousin and I are pretty close and, and uh, you know, we're both out here in Salt Lake City. So he's a huge BYU Cougars fan. And uh, so we're at lunch the other day and I'm telling him about how talented this Hurricanes roster is. And he's just like laughing in my face, you know, can't keep a straight face. So I'm telling him we're going to win 11 games or, or the equivalent of that. And uh, he's like, you know, dude, every, every year around this time, you tell me this same thing since 2007. He's like, <laughs> I, re I remember you looked me in the eye and told me Ja'Cory Harris was going to win the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> And, oh, and I did, word. I did, to be fair to him, I did oh. say that. And, you know, history did not treat me well, so. Well, unfortunately, Ja'Cory Harris did not win the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did not. He did not. Dude, well, <laughs> and, if, they, uh, <laughs> if they gave it to the person who threw the most interceptions in college football, then he had a shot, uh, right? I would, I would tend to believe that would be true. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and it's funny. So your 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 cousin, he's a huge BYU fan, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he I'm... probably loved that. He probably loved that 1990 game when oh, we dude. had all that hype. We were, I think, we were ranked number one yeah. going into BYU. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, I think BYU, maybe 15th, 16th in the country. Um, man, and we went up there and we kind of, man, we kind of, yeah. yeah. I don't even want to use overlooked them. I think we just kind of crapped the bed and. Yeah. Uh, we left there with the now. So. <laughs> yeah, dude, if I had a nickel for every time I had people remind me about that game, I mean, I wasn't even alive for it. Um, but, you know, most of my close friends are BYU fans. Uh, you know, my cousin, who I'm super close to, he's a BYU fan. So, dude, everywhere I go, people are just like, oh, you're a Miami fan. Well, I remember 1990. You know, it's like, uh, it's like you guys But even have, so – yeah. 1990 was still a really, really good year for the University of Miami. We only had yeah. two losses. Yeah. You know, and again, they were both the ranked teams. One was the yep. BYU and the other was the Notre Dame. Yeah, and um, Ty Detmer won the Heisman. So, I mean, it's, you can't feel too listen, bad about that, right? No. I mean, again, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, you can't feel too bad. Yeah. I mean, things could have went a little bit better, but it is what it is, man. We're yeah. moving on and, you know, we're yeah. – uh, here we are, 2020, the, the year of the COVID – <laughs> Dude, this Which year has been awful. <laughs> this has been the worst year I can remember. You ever, you ever heard that phrase? Just, oh man, this year. Well, this, this has just been a strain, you know. Well, yeah. literally, this has just been like the COVID strain of 2020. Yeah, you know, it's bad, man. You know, there's no sports, but luckily things are starting to come back around. Things are starting to happen. MLB literally just got you know up and running and. For us Marlins and us 305 people kind of came to a halt, but yeah. Um, yeah, definitely rough right now for 2020. For sure. And we got, you know, NBA started last night. We'll, we'll get into that more later, but yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and things are looking good for football. We had uh, just a few days ago, they announced the ACC schedule. Um, excuse me. So I, I think it's, you know, fair to assume that uh, 
you know, we're, we're probably going to get some ACC football this year. Yeah. And, you know, and, and speaking of that, like, if you don't mind, why don't we jump in some, like, some just huge recruiting news that's happened over the yeah, last couple of weeks with the University man. of Miami. I mean, you look at some of the big, big, like, playmakers and big, big talent and huge, huge recruits like James Williams, the number nine ranked recruit in the country. Like, how big was that? for Miami and Coach Diaz and those guys to land someone like James Williams and the caliber that he can bring and probably an immediate impact right onto the field. Oh, dude, there, there aren't words to describe how big that was. I mean, I, I remember – so Marsh and I had just finished recording a, an episode of the Fours Up podcast. And, uh, you know, so I had just submitted it for it to be posted online. Then the James Williams news comes across my phone – and I'm sitting, you know, I'm sitting at my desk on my laptop and I just had to like, like my, my jaw dropped open and I just had to sit there for about 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> like I, I couldn't think about anything else. It was just, it, my mind exploded. I can't believe it. I still can't believe wow. it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when it's, it's just coming off a six and seven season of last year. And then again, the last three losses, you know, FIU, Duke, La Tech, you know, you wouldn't think that Miami would have that that momentum going into recruiting. Um, and, and again, I want to think that this COVID situation has helped Miami. Yep. Um, but I do think, too, it's, it's the caliber of coaches that I think we have. And, you know, the the up-tempo type offense that we're looking to run, you know, with uh, with Lashley and the receiving coaching with, with Likings and, you know, with, you know, with Fields and Hickson and, like, Literally, I think Man Manny has done a tremendous job this off season of putting every like kind of getting all the pieces back together yeah. and moving forward and said this is the direction we want to go. And again, I have to give mad props to like people like Cooney and DVD uh -huh. and Pata sure. and, and Telly Lockett. You know, people that literally are are in and out of these kids, you know, homes and just literally like laying the foundation. Got to give them mad props, man. Oh, absolutely, man. It's it's unprecedented to to be in this position recruiting after such a horrible and disappointing season and like you said you know credit to Manny for for I mean dude he's he's playing chess right now in terms of assembling the staff that's making all of it happen right uh, he had a lot of good hires last year I think you know Ephraim Banda our safeties coach he gets a lot of heat I actually think that it will go down in history as a really good hire um, he's yeah. had a huge off-season for us recruiting with Avante Williams and James Williams. And, um, you know, he's <clears> – <throat> according to 247, I think he's one of the top recruiters in the country right now, along with Yeah, Coach absolutely. Fields. Absolutely, and, man. And so, you know, like, I – admittedly, I haven't always been the biggest fan of Coach Banda, but what can he say at this point? Like, he's, he's – dude, he's, he's just, like, dropping the mic on everyone, you know? He's just pulling – literally – Yeah. Literally, like I, I, I love Banda. Like when we're yeah. when we're posted up at Cane Walk or whatever, like when he sees us, man, he walks over to us. He gives us mad props, yeah. you know, you know, appreciates us being there. And again, he's gonna like you always hear that term, you know, real recognizes real, right? Like yeah. so, you know, again, a lot of us are there when we're losing, and we're there to triple zeros, and we're there, you know, another hour and a half after the game, still trying to talk to these student athletes, and still trying to talk to the coaches, and still trying to encourage them because as a fan, that's what you should do. You got to remember, like, we're not out there throwing. We're not catching. Sure. We're not running. We're not tackling. 
we're there to support, right? Yep. So I think, that, you know, you have certain people in your fan base that want to be kind of like ignorant, let me put it that way, uh -huh. to where, again, I can get upset that we're losing and I can get uh -huh. upset, you know, at some of the calls and things like that. But at the end of the day, man, like I'm not playing. I'm just there to root. For sure. You know? So, yeah, sure. it, like I, I think they're doing a tremendous job. It just, you know, again, we talk about James Williams, but I mean, like, look, man, we just, we got Bashard Smith. Yeah. Um, Jacoby George, Romello Brinson. Yeah. You know, it's it's huge. Thad and then, oh, that Franklin locked it down. Andy Borgalis locked it down. And I think yeah. a lot of these kids now they're starting to lock it down. Like, look, my recruitment's over. This is where I'm going. Yeah. I'm signing with Miami. Oh, yeah. Like I've I've been wanting to talk to you about this actually. Like that that's a big boy move. You know, if <laughs> if we weren't on the radio, I'd use <laughs> I, I'd use other yeah. terminology for it. But that's a big boy move right there by Manny Diaz. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's lock it down. Yeah, absolutely. Lock, lock. I mean, like Stad Franklin, we were uh, you know, if you follow the uh, like the Kane's Twitter and all the messages, yeah, thought stuff, he was leaving. Thought he was oh, every, to go to Florida State. Yep, everyone thought he was leaving. And, uh, you know, Andy Borregalis was, uh, you know, he's getting a lot of love from Mac Brown, a national championship yeah. winning coach at North yeah. Carolina. Um, you know, and, and Manny just kind of put his cards on the table and, and was like, hey, if you guys want your spot, you got to lock this down because we got five stars coming in. We got James Williams now. Um, you know, we're looking forward to the commitments of, of uh, Jason Marshall tomorrow. And Leonard, Leonard Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, man. Like maybe Corey Collier. I, I, and yeah. again, like there's some big, big players still out there on the board. You know, you know, I, again, I'm always a big proponent of you still got to sign on the line. You yeah. know, when that LOI goes in, that's when, you know, it, it literally is real. Like yeah. we can get so hyped up and, and literally so ecstatic about these verbal commitments. But that's, that's exactly what they are. They're just verbal commitments. They're non-binding, right? So, Absolutely. But you see the hype. You see the hype and yeah. you see how this class is literally coming together. You look at Clear Brantley, you know, and some yeah. of these guys who are literally trying to be the ambassadors for the 21 class, you know. And, yeah. you know, the, it's, it's exciting to see. But, again, you still got to sign. But, man, if we can end up landing Jason Marshall, which I think there's a good 50-50 chance maybe he yeah. does go to Alabama. I, like I can't. Man. I, listen, if you go to Alabama, I can't knock them, right? You know, again, For you're sure. going to an established program. It's not like you're taking like a – and no disrespect to any other Division One school out there, but it's not like you're going to like FAU over Miami. You're going to Alabama, yeah. right? So, yeah. again, if you can lock down someone like with the caliber of Jason Marshall, which yeah. is, again, a lockdown corner that we need, can, can yep. continue to get coached up by Coach Rump, you know, um, and then, man, you can lend someone like Leonard Taylor. Yeah. Gosh, man. Dude, and, and here's the thing, like speaking to what you're talking about is, is the commitment is non-binding, but, but momentum is important in college football, especially in recruiting. And, you know, with the, the ACC schedule out, which we'll dig it more into this later, but we have Clemson on the schedule now. Absolutely. So, so imagine that we land, I mean, just say there's a universe in which we land Jason Marshall and Leonard Taylor. So we got three five-star commitments, right, going into the yep. season. Yep. What if we upset Clemson, man? Can you imagine? But see, they don't scare me. They don't scare yeah. me. They have two people. Uh, um, ATN and receivers. Lawrence. Yeah, well, not – yeah, and, and I think Justin Ross is done for the season anyway, yes. right? Correct. So he's gone. So literally you got ATN and you got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And if you remember going into the early part of last year, Trevor Lawrence struggled. He did. Like, 
he, he did. He was missing targets. He had a bunch of interceptions. Yeah. Um, again, I think that's why they started pounding the ball more because NTN is a great back. And oh, again, yeah. he's amazing. You know, and, and I think about like our juniors, our underclassmen who want to leave early, and then I see people like NTN who decide to stay for his senior season. Like, yeah. what just what what value does that just just that alone bring to your team? You know, it brings leadership. Yeah. It brings maturity. You know, and I think that's yeah. how Clemson has continued to do what they're doing. Ohio State does the same thing. Alabama does the same thing. Yeah. Again, Najee Harris, probably one of the best backs in the nation, decided to come back for his senior yeah. year. But we, we have kids that want to literally leave and become un, undrafted <laughs> free agents. I know, man. It, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, but, I mean, just, just imagine the, the momentum that we would capture, you know. Like, all of this builds towards itself. And, and you know, I, I am worried that we kind of lay an egg in the, in the regular season because that's where <laughs> these non-binding commitments will kill us, right? Is Correct. Because if we trot out the same type of garbage season that we did last year, there's no way these guys are sticking. And I don't it's blame them. It's over. Yeah, they shouldn't. <laughs> Dude, if, if I was their business manager, you know, oh, yeah. if, if, or if I was a friend of James Williams and, uh, you know, we're sitting there four and three, halfway through the year, I'd be like, dude, why are you going to Miami? You know, right, go, right. go somewhere, go somewhere where you can maximize your talent, go play on the biggest stage and make the biggest best plays on the biggest stage and then be the number one draft pick in the, you know, in the NFL draft. But so, I'm always that proponent too, that it doesn't matter what team you're on. If you can make a team better then you go to that team and make that team better. Sure. You know, you could be that guy that literally, again, this is so, this statement is going to be used by so many people, even like another 20 years. Like you can be the next Sean Taylor at the university of yeah. Miami, right? Like yeah. he's that type of athlete, you know, he could be, you know, and again, a lot of people want to try to compare him to Isaiah Simmons. Like you could mm -hmm. be that guy, but yeah. why not just be that guy who says, you know what? I'm not going to take the easy way out. I'm not going to go to Alabama or Clemson or Ohio state. I'm yeah. going to go to a down program. And I hate to use the word down program because it's the university of Miami. <laughs> How are we talking dude. about having down programs? But yeah. it's been like this for literally 17 years. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. again, it can fluctuate a little good, but we really haven't, you know, been superior no, in dude, a you, very, very long time. Dude, it, it hurts to say it, but we've to say that we've been anything but a mediocre program since 2005 is just one hundred percent, dude. I mean, 100%. the logo, the logo still carries weight, and it always will. But yeah. other than that, there's been nothing special about our program since 2005. You know, and again, people want to talk about that. Uh, they want to talk about that 17 season, right? You know, and, and how good that 17 season was. <laughs> yeah. I'm Smoke giving you mirrors. a look right now. I know, I know. Smoke, people can't Smoke see it. Mirrors. I'm giving uh, you a look right now. Dude, yeah. credit, credit to Coach Rick, who, who did not have a perfect tenure here. You know, there was yeah. ups and downs, bumps and bruises. But he really gold-plated a turd for that season. Because we were, we were <sighs> winning games by the skin of our teeth, man. Like games that we shouldn't win. I know. But think about it. Like let's let's dive into that 2017 season well, real quick. We actually we're uh we gotta cut the commercial <laughs> break and, and all right. We well can... listen, right when we come back, let's go ahead and hit that 17 just real okay. quick before we get into yeah. the schedule situation. Absolutely. All right. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? 
Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, to, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Kang Gang Show. It's your boy DC here with the J-Man again. Oh, dude, this is great, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm really pumped about this. I can't, believe, I can't believe that the Amigo and Frank actually yeah. gave, gave us an opportunity oh. to kind of do something like this. You well, know? dude, we're going to make it the best decision they ever made. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. So no. here's, a, here's, a, here's a funny story, just so our listeners out there um, – on uh, slam radio can understand us so we're called the Kang gang show but my man j man is an avid buffalo bills fan yeah just want to throw throw that out there that's what's up man <laughs> and bills, he lives man. in utah bills, bills mafia dude <laughs> well that, this is a sad story man i i am a buffalo bills fan a utah jazz fan and a miami hurricanes fan and i was born in 1993 so those are three-storied franchises, right? But all of them have been garbage since I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have the worst taste in teams as far as, you know, picking the winning horse, man. I, I am part of three of the most tortured fan bases in sports. Pretty much. You yeah. know, and I can't, I can't knock Buffalo too much. Again, I'm about 30 minutes north from Rochester. I lived in Rochester, born in Rochester, New York. Yep. So about 30 minutes north of Buffalo, yeah. but uh, yeah, definitely not a Bills fan. Yeah. You know, I, I've uh, become a Bills fan in the last few years. You know, I, I was a, a Denver Broncos fan growing up because I'm out here in Salt Lake. Huge John Elway fan. Tebow. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was out before Tebow got there. It was. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I mean, this is kind of a funny story, but this, is, this perfectly tells how much sports mean to me. So, you know, growing up, Mike Shanahan was always their coach, right? Yep. And, yep. Uh, dude, I worshipped the Denver Broncos. Like, like, Mike Shanahan was pretty much a grandpa to me, even though I've never met the guy. You know? Gotcha. <laughs> you know? And then they fired him 
they traded Jay Cutler, traded Brandon Marshall in the same offseason, and then hired Josh McDaniels from the Patriots, who I hate. I hate the Patriots <laughs> so bad, and I hate Josh McDaniels. So, dude, I sobbed over that. I was like 10 years old, and I cried that oh, wow. offseason all the time. And then I was just like, you know, like I swore off the Denver Broncos. And, you know, even, even after they got Peyton Manning and stuff, like I, you know, I, I dipped my feet in the water and I was like, you know what? These guys hurt me too bad. They, you know, that was my first true breakup with, with you well, know. <laughs> well, don't feel bad because yeah. I'm 46 years old and I've been crying on the University of Miami football team for <laughs> yeah, probably dude. the last 15 years myself. So, yeah. <laughs> so I am, I'm a recovering Broncos fan and a Buffalo Bills fan. Gotcha. So before we went on break, we wanted to talk about the 2017 season. And again, like if anybody knows me, I, I'm, I'm a realist when it comes to the University of Miami. Like, Absolutely. You know, even though we were 10-0, and 0, you know, heading into that uh, last game in, in, up in Pittsburgh, like I, I feel like the season was literally smoke and mirrors. Um, had some really, really close games. Um, obviously, you know, you had just the easy wins, you know, the Bethunes and the Toledos and – you know, the Duke that year, but yep. you know, that Florida state game, you literally, you blew the lead and you ended up coming back. Right. So I think yep. that was the start of like, like the, the comeback kids, so to speak, yep. you know, but you know, that game of Florida state with Langham and the cash from Rozier, I thought was, uh, yep. was clutch. But then like the following week, man, you know, you literally have like a fourth down, you know, and you're, and you're sitting there in a pouring rain and here we are in at hard rock in a pouring rain mm-hmm. and a fourth down and Langham catches another ball. Oh, right. I could not believe that, man. I, dude, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I, I have never had such a stupid look on my face as watching Langham bring that ball down against Georgia Tech, I think it was, right? Yeah, correct. And, and, and dude, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, we got to retire his number or something. <laughs> you know, like, have this you, kid's incredible. If you ever get a chance to, to meet him or stand next to him, he has some of the biggest hands you will ever see, though. His yeah. hands are massive, right? Yeah. But then, you know, again, so you end up pulling that game out. Then the Syracuse game, like literally Syracuse should have beat you handily. But, again, you had a couple turnovers, blah, blah, blah. You know, North Carolina game was close. Thankfully, we had Travis Homer, you know. Oh, yeah, man. You know, the Virginia – Virginia. oh, Homer's great, man. I just loved him. uh, I loved his attitude. I loved his work ethic. You know, and I think – you know, and, again, here it is, your starting running back playing, you know, special teams. Oh, special teams all-star, even in the NFL. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, again, the Virginia Tech game, you know, it was loud. It was crazy. You know, yep. then you follow up with that, just like the uh, like obliteration against Notre Dame, you know. And then you come back, you know, and you end up playing Virginia. Oh. You, you spot Virginia 14 points. You come yeah. back and tie it. Then you spot them another 14. They're up 28-14. It's just like, man, like where was this, where was this team at like the week before, you know. Yeah. And, again, you go to Pittsburgh, you lose, and – then it was a trickle-down effect. You know, your first yeah. ACC championship game, and Clemson just smacks you, yep. you know. Then you come home, listen. <laughs> you know, but, again, so you get beat by Clemson. You were, like, again, if you beat Pittsburgh, I think you're literally – you're still number two in the country, right? You're number yeah. two in the country. Even if it's close against Clemson, you only have one loss. Maybe you get that number four spot in the playoffs. Yeah. I think you get destroyed by maybe whoever you play, but whatever. Yeah. You know, but, but oh, then dude. you come back. We you come w- back and you play Wisconsin in the Orange yeah. Bowl. And you get you destroyed. You get destroyed. I can't even remember who their quarterback was, but it was their backup. Hornybrook. Was it Hornybrook? 
I think it was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, you're right. It was. It was. It was Hornibrook, right? Yeah, because and we made him, dude. We made speaking of Ty Detmer, we made him look like Ty Detmer. Oh my gosh! Um, Yeah, so Alex Alex Hornibrook Detmer uh, when he plays Miami. But the funny thing is, we can never ever play Wisconsin without losing. I remember in the, I want to say it was two thousand, was it two thousand eight? The 2008 Champs Bowl in, in Orlando, we got beat by Wisconsin. Then we play them in the Orange Bowl, you know, you know, a couple of years, 17, get beat by them. Yep. Then we play them again in, in the Pinstripe Bowl and just get annihilated by them again. Like, I don't ever want to play Wisconsin ever, ever again. Oh, me neither, man. Me so. neither. I don't know why we can't handle those guys. I mean, we should. I, I think the Big Ten sucks, honestly. I think they're overrated, but we can't handle them. You know, I don't know what it is. I mean, I mean, listen, I know it was cold in, in New York because I was there, but that's no excuse. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's no excuse. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, we just – I mean, the, the problem is that we suck in big games. We've sucked in big games my entire life. You know, since I've been watching the Hurricanes since about 2005, 2006, 2007, that range. Yeah. We have been terrible in big games. I mean – Virginia Tech was the first time I can remember going into a primetime, like, really important game where we're ranked, they're ranked, and we just lay the hammer on them. And then Notre Dame, the most shocking outcome in my life. I, there was no way I thought we were going to win that game. I mean, That game I, was insane. Yeah. Oh, but it was a complete aberration. I mean, that does not happen to Miami Hurricanes fans that are in my generation. I mean, you're, yeah, you're, we're, we're not gifted. You, I've been gifted to, to yeah. see some of those games. You oh, guys yeah. Have not. <laughs> I'm sure you remember dozens of those games, man. I've never heard of that stuff. Like, that was the Crazy. craziest thing I've ever seen in my life was Miami putting a smack down on a good team. I don't – that doesn't happen, man. You know, they had game day. Man, it was just – like, the city of Miami that day was just literally ready to go. And then, you know, it started when the buses pulled up and, man, like, cane walk was lit. Yeah. And we were just like, you could just tell there was a sense, there's a sense of, and I don't want to use the word sense of urgency, mm-hmm. but there was just a sense of something where I knew something good was going to happen that night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Man. I'm glad it did. Man. Um, yeah, so, we, we need to move on to the schedule, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to talk about. Let's talk yeah. about this schedule, man, this model that has come out from the ACC. Yep. Obviously, the University of Miami has been blessed to play the University of Clemson. <laughs> yeah, man. Blessed? Again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, we don't know what the weeks yeah. are going to be, when the schedule is going to come out. Yeah. My feeling is I would rather play Clemson maybe week four, week five. You know, I again, play here it week is. week two, man, honestly. Oh, I want to play him week two or three. And See, I, I would well, – give me, give, tell me why. Tell me why you want to play him, you know, early. I want to take them by surprise. I don't want to, I don't want them to get too much film on us. Gotcha. Um, you know, I, I mean, cause here's the thing we're rolling out a new offense with a new quarterback. And I mean, this is the first time that Rhett Lashley has completely had the reins because when he's at Auburn, I mean, you know, that Malzahn is, is influencing what's going Play on call. there. Right. Correct. And then Correct. he goes to SMU I, I, I guess he did his own thing at UNC. But then he goes to SMU, and Sonny Dykes is, is having to mix in some air raid concepts, right? Right, and right. So this is the first time that it's, it's going to just be Rhett Lashley on a big stage. And right, we're rolling so. out 
new quarterback. You know, we got a revamped offensive line. I'm really interested to see our running attack, man, because I, I actually think we're going to be a lot more power spread than people anticipate. I think it's okay. going to be, like, much more power spread than air raid. Well, um, let, me, let, me, let, let me debate you. So, okay. so this, is, this is why I love debates because, again, it's just – it's opinions, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Like, my thing is, number one, correct, new quarterback the University of Miami. Bunch of new, like, coaches. Uh, First time, Dari King, obviously, is going to be throwing to a lot of these kids. He's only going to have a little bit of time because of COVID, trying to work with them. I would rather see him kind of get that continuity going for at least a couple games. I mean, I think that's my only thing is, like, you can have all the film you want because you can, like, with this type of offense, you literally can change anything you want. And I think the film really won't play a part. But when you're getting into, you know, week three, week four – you're building that continuity. You're building that chemistry. And, and I, that's the only reason why I say maybe week four, week five, because now you already got some games under your belt. Yeah, you I know? see where you're coming from, man. I, that's I mean, all. That's, that, no, that's a great point. That's a, that's a really great point. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I didn't think about the, the lack of camp that Derek King is going yeah, to Yeah, no spring. Remember, yeah. we only had, I think, a couple days of spring, and then that was yep. shut down. And, um, <laughs> and again. I, I, we, on the Fours Up podcast, we talked about those four spring practices for about uh, three months after the lockdown, man. That was uh, – jeez. Um, but, yeah. I, not not I only that, though, but let, let's look at the home games. So, home games, FSU, Georgia Tech, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Virginia. Yeah, literally, I think those are five easy. And I don't want to say easy because no, nothing in college with the parity yeah. of college football. I don't want to say easy, but the way I look at our 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 talent, our offense, our defense, I really uh-huh. don't see. And I don't know why everybody keeps hyping up North Carolina. For the life of me, I do not understand it because you know what? Like, this is the University of Miami. <laughs> I mean, and, and this yeah. is a year to be excited about what we have yeah. and. Like, if anything, you should be hyping up Miami. I mean, you got a Heisman, you have a Heisman candidate in Derrick King. You know, yep. your your defense, you got two people on the defensive line that literally can win almost any award that's out there with, you know, Rousseau yeah. and Roche. Like, yep. I mean, your linebackers are solid, your DBs are deep. You know, again, you get Bubba yep. Bolden back. Like, yep. I just, I mean, nobody is giving Miami any credit, right? So, yep. You know your your away schedule is a little tough. I'm cautious. Obviously. I'm cautious about that UNC game though. I get where you're coming from. I think they are a little overhyped. I do think that's our second toughest game on the schedule though. Um, I really like their quarterback, and then they're returning um, two running backs that did a thousand yards essentially, um, yeah. and then two really speedy receivers. So they will have plenty of weapons, um, but their yeah, their but def- I, I their think, defense I think is a question mark. Thing. Well, not only that, and I think, again, I think Sam Howell literally is a, is a really, really good quarterback. Yeah. Coming off his freshman year, going to be a Great. sophomore. I do think, though, that our, our front seven, again, so, again, whether it's a striker, whether it's a 4-3, you know, you can look at our, our, our like, with Nesta and Miller and, and, you know, Phillips and Roche and Rousseau and Harvey and, like, yeah. like McLeod and Brooks and Huff. And, like, I really just think that our defense is going to be so dominant that I don't think that the quarterbacks are going to have that much of an opportunity to sit back there and try to pick us apart. Um, but yeah. they could. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So you think Carolina would be the second, the second hardest. Obviously you look yeah, at Clemson man. as being the toughest game on the schedule, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, I mean, Virginia tech, wake FSU are all games that I'm like, I have circled. Um, yeah. 
but I, I do think UNC is, is the second toughest game. I mean, I, I think if, if we're going to lose two games, it's going to be Clemson and North Carolina, in my opinion, unless we do a classic Miami thing and, and drop one that we shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, obviously with the quarterback transferring from Wake Forest, like that Friday night game up there yeah. in, in Winston-Salem, I thought would have been a phenomenal game. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it stinks, right? Because like, I like to travel. I like to go to these yeah. games home and away, you know, it literally ruined my whole year. Like I wanted to go to Michigan state. I wanted to go to Blacksburg. I wanted to go to Atlanta. Yeah. I wanted to go to Wake Forest. Like, yeah, man, we can't do anything. You can still go to Blacksburg, maybe. You know, I'm, I'm thinking. Well, let's see what happens. Well, it depends yeah. on what happens. And it's not again. It's what what are the what is the opposing team? Yeah. Or you know what are they going to do for visiting fans? Are they going to allow visiting fans? Are they yeah. not? You know, yeah. that's the tough part. Um, you know, from from what I understand, it it sounds like the ACC is going to be working with state officials. They're going to be working with Dade or you know like the local county governments in terms of right. regulation. Um, and then at the end of the day, all these schools need their federal funding, right? Right. So right. there is multiple levels that these schools are going to have to work through for the attendance thing. So yeah. I think everyone's going to do what's in their power to get people in the stands, but it's more than just a small handful of people that are going to have to sign off on all this stuff. You know, we're going to have well, to have, I believe. I believe Blake James had a conversation the other day. Um, again, I think we're going to have to go by with what the Miami Dolphins decided to do, you know, yeah, for Hard Rock. For sure. So, you know, I know that there's uh, – Blake James had that conversation a couple of days ago. And uh, so, again, like, if we can be there, like, look, I, I would hope that I would be one of the people selected to be there. If not, yeah. man, I'll, I'll sit and watch it at my house and go from there. Yeah. So, last thing real quick for this segment, because uh, we have just a few minutes left. But how would would it bother you, Co, if Notre Dame, who is an an ACC member in all sports but football, if they play in our conference this year, and <laughs> what if they go to the ACC championship over Miami? If Notre Dame finishes two and Miami is three, like personally, I would be furious, man. I'd be throwing furniture out the window. But how would you feel about that? Oh man! Well, first of all, I hate Notre Dame, right? Like, yeah. I, I feel like uh, here it is, twenty twenty, man. Just join a conference already. Yeah, you know, I you agree. can't, you can't, you just can't selectively pick. But if you look at their schedule, though, they do have Clemson, they yeah. do have Florida State, yeah. um, they have Georgia Tech, they have UNC. North Carolina. Yep. Like they, they have teams. So you know what? You want to come in and you want to play? Then okay, look. If you run the table, I'm just look. I don't care. If you run the yeah. table, you deserve to be there um obviously they're putting in they're put in here in order to help out the scheduling and things like that so again that's that's above my pay grade um <laughs> i'd be pissed I mean, man i i get it but but so yeah. here's my thing though they, they they do play in the acc and the basketball right yeah. so like and that's why i go back like if you're gonna if you're gonna play in the acc in one sport you know get out of the independent stop yeah. worrying about your money because that's what it boils down to you know yeah. your contract with nbc um you know look, yeah. join a conference and then you know bring it home but uh yeah i don't know man we'll see we'll we'll see what happens <laughs> I, I was thinking about that today at lunch and uh dude it, it just kind of dawned on me i was like we're the third best team in the conference now and <laughs> you know and they're not doing divisions they're just going the top two records so that that's it you know but i don't see miami being like again when i look at the schedule and I look at the caliber of talent, and I look at the offense, and I look at the defense, I look at the returning players, I look at the special teams, I don't see us losing maybe but one game. 
And again, yeah. if you play Clemson like middle, like middle of the season, I don't see why you can't beat them. Yeah. I don't I'm, see why you can't. I'm with you, man. I, and I actually think Notre Dame, I was looking over those schedules. I think Notre Dame has the toughest conference schedule out of. Oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they'll drop a few games and, um, unfortunately, we don't get to play them, so they're, you know, it might be subject to tiebreaker. Um, and I'm, I'm sure feeling, there's so many tiebreakers already built into that as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm sure they'll do head to head, and then they'll do you know record versus um, similar opponents. Um, right. Yeah, but anyways, man, we uh, well, we we, uh, to, we up we up to the break. We up yeah, to the we got to go to break already? again, man. man. Time flies, right? Time flies when you're having fun. So I'm telling you. Well, listen, that's been our second segment so far on the Kang Gang Show with Cohen J. Man. Uh, stick around. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, it, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. It's Co right here. I got my man J-Man with me. J-Man, what are you doing? Are you ready to continue this episode? Dude, I'm having the time of my life. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun. Let's talk about the NBA, the restart that happened last night. Yep. And before we talk about the Lakers 
and we talk about the Clippers. Let me talk about your Utah Jazz. I love it, dude. dude. A big Jazz fan. Big Jazz fan. So, Jay, man, I'm going to give you a couple minutes just to kind of to to dive right in and talk to me about what you felt, you know, went down with the Jazz last night. Dude, this season has been really tough for Jazz fans. Like going into the year, you know, we we signed Boyan Bogdanovich on a four-year, seventy-seven million dollar deal. He's arguably the the like the most lucrative free agent we've ever coaxed to Salt Lake City, <laughs> <laughs> which is sad, but you know, it's it's reality, right? Um, so, you know, and then Donovan Mitchell is a rising star. Rudy Gobert is probably the best defensive player in the NBA. Um, you know, and score the first two points on the restart. Yeah. Right. That's, uh, you know, making up <laughs> for the fact that he killed the season. Um, Listen, he was the first one kind of getting tested positive for COVID. Right. And then obviously yeah. comes back and scores the first two points. Yeah, so I've, yeah, it's poetic justice, man. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, like the, the Jazz, dude, they uh, – honestly, before the season started, I thought we had – I thought we were, like, in the same tier of NBA teams as, like, the Milwaukee Bucks. And that we didn't okay. have, like – obviously, they have the returning MVP, but he's kind of their only superstar, right? And, right. As, you know, and, and it's hard to compete with, like, the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron. Um I thought that we were like solidly in that tier two of NBA teams, but you know, Boyan is hurt. Um, I honestly, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not very high on our, on our chances for the rest of the year. So I'm expecting. Well, listen, at the end of the day, you get the first dub on the restart. And again, it wasn't really even like, like Gobert had a good game. Mitchell had a game, but man, Jordan Clark's just, what a phenomenal game that he came with. You know, he was, so he was like a trade deadline pickup for us. We, we, uh, it was Dante Exum and a draft pick for Jordan Clarkson. And, uh, dude, I'll, I'll take that. Like when it happened, honestly, I wasn't very surprised or very excited. Because okay. watching Clarkson on the Lakers and the Cavs during his career, I always kind of thought he was like a – he was like – he's a bum. You know, he just shoots too much and doesn't do much. But, uh, you know, he's he's really been great for the Jazz. He They needed exactly what he brings. So It yeah. was definitely a dynamic game, though. I mean, it, you know, you look at both games. You know, obviously yeah. – so the Pelicans, I think, played really well. Uh, yeah. Zion didn't play, I think, the last seven, eight minutes. You know, they kind of mm-hmm. held him back. So – and again, this is just more like seeding, you know, kind of situations right now. But yeah. you know, that Laker Clipper game kind of went down to the you know last shot, Paul yeah, George man. last night, and um, yeah. I thought he could have got a little foul call there. LeBron was definitely riding him with the elbow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm 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 by no means a LeBron fan. Okay, like yeah. listen, uh, I, I'm a Jordan guy. Um, always yeah. have been. Always will be. I'm not a LeBron fan. I, I think. Uh, I think he gets away with a lot of uh, calls that yeah. probably could be called against other people. Oh, but it's... but but how good is it to see the NBA come, you know, finally get to uh, rejuvenate itself and get back on the court? And, man, if you watch the first game, like, the shots were just so bad. Like, I don't know if yeah. they were just out of sync. But, man, I'm watching – I'm like, this is like Brick City over here. Oh, like, dude. It was... Every time Lonzo Ball – Shot. Every time he oh. took a jump shot, it just felt like it, it sounded like someone was slapping a sandbag against the backboard. Like it was just the most dead, like chunky sound I've ever heard in my life. So I'm not the only one who saw this. I just, <laughs> yeah, you know, dude. 
just break, 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 break. Yeah. And, you know, I watch like, uh, I watch Brandon Ingram and like, like they're tripping all over the place and, you know, they're just kind of going back and forth and back and forth. But the good thing about, you know, the, uh, the NBA starting back is, man, the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. you know, they get to play uh, yep. Denver Nuggets coming up. And, yep. I, and I, I like Denver. I think Denver's got a decent yep. squad. But, man, they do. the Heat are – I think the Heat are in a good spot being, like, the fourth in the East right now. And, yep. um, obviously, I think they can kind of really, really do some damage here. Uh, yeah. A lot of young guys, and yeah, I was, I'm excited I was, for them. Yeah. I, and, you know, I think the Heat have a, have a good opportunity here. I was talking about them with some people on Twitter today. Um, just my impression of that type of team is I think the Heat this year – are one of those teams that are like they're more than the sum of their parts and you know credit to Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley and you know all of the guys on the squad Jimmy Butler Bam um, you know all the guys that are are just building a good team unit you know they play great team defense um, you yeah. know Butler has been much more of a team player than we've ever seen in his career this correct um, do you think let me ask you this do you think and I agree with that. See, I was a little apprehensive when Butler came through because, again, you just know how he was when he was in Chicago and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I think there's – but them acquiring, like, people like Iggy, uh-huh. um, you know, who brings that, you know, MVP finals type, you know, leadership and yeah. locker room leadership. You know, I wonder if some of that, you know, um, like Jay Crowder, you know, people like that. I wonder if that helped Jimmy, you know, in, in the locker room and as yeah. far as maturity-wise, you know. Yeah, it, it definitely could have been. And, you know, the Heat are, are notorious for that that uh, Miami mafia, you know, like the, the Heat culture, you know, like Pat Riley's big on that. He he doesn't um, he doesn't really play favorites. And you can hear right. that. I, I listened to Jimmy Butler on J.J. Reddick's podcast a few months okay. ago. And Jimmy was saying he's like, more so than any franchise I've been with, the Heat don't play favorites. You know, he's like, there, there will always be a little of that in the NBA. But he said, I'm doing the same workouts as Kendrick Nunn. You know, I'm doing the same workouts as, as uh, Dion Waiters before his plane incident. Right. You know, that type uh, of stuff. And, and I, had uh, to see the, I had to see him last night. Oh, bros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, like you think about that too. And, yeah. you know, again, I didn't bring up Mr. Florida, you know, Mr. 305, Mr. UD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, again, even though he's not getting the, the minutes of the PT – Obviously, he's at the end of his career, but man, he yeah. just brings something to your team and to your bench, where a lot of teams I think would love to have, you know, him sitting there, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that goes For back sure. to you know over the years that he's always had, you know, whether it be Jawan Howard or just different people who would like kind of flip yeah. back off of the bench and become, you know, some type of, uh, you know, yeah. mentor or leader or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. I I mean, guys, I I think Udonis Haslam. Um, with the Miami Heat, and you're right that this is like a, a franchise signature move that the Heat do, where they get these old veterans that are essentially like an extension of the coaching staff or the front office in the yeah. locker room. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I think it's invaluable to have a, a guy like Udonis Haslam on this young team, especially with so many new parts. Um, you know, I mean, Goran Dragic is is like the veteran presence. And uh, he hasn't even been in Miami that long, you know. He, right, right. A few what, years, like th- two, three years, four maybe. <sighs> you know, the um, the young nucleus of of the Heat. You know, you think of Bam and, and Hero and Duncan Robinson and yep. you know, you know Kendrick Nunn. I mean, again, I think that you know, listen, you got the high flyer and DJ Junior. I mean, yep. it's 
it's one of those things is how far can this team go? And like my response would be as far as they wanted to go. Yeah. I think they have an opportunity to literally, they've already played Milwaukee, beat Milwaukee. Yep. Um, so it's not like they can't beat anybody in the East. Yep. You know, they held, uh, they held their own against the Lakers at home. And, you know, I figured I thought there was some bad calls at, on that game, but yeah. you know, again, I think they could have beat the Lakers. So who, who knows what this team can uh, actually uh, accomplish you know, especially with this shortened season, this condensed little situation. Yeah, man, I'm excited for that, man. Definitely excited for that. I I agree, and you know, I think they're the biggest threat to Milwaukee in the East. Oh, um, but back to my original point, you know, saying that they're one of these teams that are like the sum of their parts. I've I've noticed a pattern with those type of teams in the NBA is they tend to be boom or bust in the playoffs. You know, it it tends to be like the culture that you build during the season it holds up and they're able to, you know, they're able to outperform expectations in the playoffs or else it, it folds like a lawn chair, man. And, you know, we see that all the time. Um, the Denver Nuggets are, are speaking of them. They're a team that has done that the last few years where they're, they're kind of bigger than the sum of their parts because good coaching, you know, guys that know their role and play team basketball. Then they get into the playoffs, man. And they just collapse when they play teams with more talent. So, I think the heat should be fine in round one, but I think in round two, we'll see either that boom or bust. Um, and, and that's where I think it's going to get tricky for them. Cause I do think that they can actually make a good run. Yeah. But again, if they have, and again, they have a lot of outside shooters, right? So if the shooting's yeah. down, it's really going to affect. Cause again, Bam plays really well down low, you know, yeah, but good you, know, you can't sit, you can't sit there and just, you know, feed him in the post all game. You got to have your perimeter guys yeah. shooting. You got to have somebody dishing. You got to have someone mm-hmm. driving. So I think if Jimmy's on, I think if Bam's on, I think if uh, listen and, and Duncan, man, like people don't give him as much credit. He's I think as out, he deserves. My man can shoot. Man. Oh yeah, he's lights out. Definitely shoot. Yeah. Uh, have Have you been seeing all this stuff about uh, Donovan Mitchell and hanging out with the Heat players and you know all of all of South Florida Twitter trying to make that trade happen? Dude, it kills me inside, man. It kills me inside. You will listen. I, I get it, man. Again, that, that's he's literally your go-to guy over there yeah. in Utah. I mean, yeah. um, he had a phenomenal game, you know, last yeah. night. And uh, but yeah, I don't see that potentially happen. I don't know what the Heat would have to give up in order to get somebody like him. And but yeah. let me tell you, don't put it past the Godfather, man. Like Pat Riley will For make sure. something happen. You know, For sure. Like honestly, I could I can see the trade happening. You know, there's there's been a lot that's happened since uh, since. February or March or whenever this COVID stuff happened and dude, the jazz have kind of suffered the worst from that. You know, there's a lot of internal battles with um, Rudy and Donovan and, and just some other stuff that's going on and, and, you know, that might not be good for the, for the jazz. Um, But you know, (laughs) like you're, you're right though. I, the jazz aren't going to make that trade unless the Godfather gives a Godfather offer. Oh yeah, it's and, it would and have again, to be, what's it worth? What's it worth? Yeah, it would have to be something like just spitballing here, but it wouldn't just be like Kendrick Nunn in a first round pick. It would be like oh no, it would be like you're Kendrick giving up Bam, Nunn you're and, giving up somebody. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think they could do it without Bam, but it would be like Nunn and Hero and two picks, you know, and maybe right. Duncan Robinson as well. I mean, my guy has been an all-star in the Western Conference. You know, he's gone toe-to-toe with Chris Paul in the second round of the, the playoffs as a rookie and look good, you know. And if they trade him to the Heat, the Heat controls destiny for like five years, man. I mean, he's still on his rookie deal. 
But you know what, though? How good is it that we could talk about these two teams? At least we're not the New York Knicks. You know? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. What do you think about Thibodeau being, like, introduced as a Knicks head coach? Dude, I, I would bet a mortgage. I would bet a mortgage payment <laughs> that he does not finish that five-year contract. Woo! I, I would uh, I would definitely be with you on that. I would definitely like to see the yeah. odds on that. And I probably would take some type of uh, wager on that one because I don't think that's happening. The Knicks cannot help themselves, man. I look. I don't want to be too high on my own horse, right? But I promise you, I could run the Knicks better than than the Dolan family has. Like it is, oh. it's horrible, man. They can't. It's, it's get, definitely bad. They it's can't get out bad. of their own way. I mean do we really think that Thibodeau is, is going to do that much better of a job than, uh, Oh shoot. I can't think of the last guy that they just had in there. He was with the Grizzlies for a little bit. And was that Fisdale? David yeah. Fisdale. Yeah. I like yeah, Fisdale. Yeah. He's a good coach. Yeah. He's a former heat. Yeah. So you, you cannot tell me that Thibodeau is like that much better than Fisdale. Right. Yeah. They just dude. They are a rotten piece of fruit, rotten to the core. No matter. I mean, unless they're able to bring Greg Popovich in, and he's like, yeah, I'm here for 15 years. Unless yeah. that happens, like, they're not – Thibodeau's not going to do anything, man. They don't have any no. talent. The Knicks don't and have no. any talent. And it's funny you say that. You bring up the Dolan family. Like, you know, you look at the Heat with, with like, Mickey and, and what they, you know, allow. They allow their front office to really pretty much run the team. You know, yeah, yeah. they're the owners, but they pretty much stay out of the way. But, man, yeah. like, God, just sometimes you just have to let you – Riley, though. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you said, but it, I think that goes with any type of employment. You got to let your employees do their job. Yeah. You know, I think of Jerry Jones, you know, in Dallas and how hard is it to work for that guy? Because, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, like, dude, like, let me do my job. Why are you doing my job? If for you're sure. going to do my job, then I don't need to have a job. Right. Yep. So, exactly. But man, man this is crazy. So, Jay, man. So, again, here we are. Here we are, the Ken yeah. Gang Show, you yeah. know, Sirius XM 145 with Slam Radio. And uh, kind of just finishing up our, you know, our inaugural, yeah. you know, quote unquote, um, you know, first show. How do you think we're doing? I wonder how people think we're doing. They probably think we're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I've had a little bit of swagger in my step recently. I, I think this, I think it's going over pretty well, man. Uh, man, there's so much to talk about, and you yeah. know, you start, you know, as we were talking before about, you know how much can we get into, you know, a certain show and what yeah. we can talk about. And, you know, there's so many things and, and you think about it, we just literally just rolling off the tongue, you know, just having conversations. Yeah. It's great having a combo with somebody you can like relate to and be able to, to talk sports with, you know, yeah. and have like passion, especially again, I'm not a Utah jazz fan. I'm not a Buffalo yeah. bills fan, but we are Miami <laughs> hurricane fans. That's you right, know? Dude. And, and in a case it, yeah, that's right. Everybody wanted to know where we got the Kang gang. It's gang gang. You know, yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, we ride or die by this Miami Hurricanes, man, Absolutely. you know, but we also, uh, we're, uni we're universal in our sports knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, uh, I, I think we got a good thing going and, and un unfortunately our, we got to wrap up here. Uh, we're, we're pushing our time limit, but dude, it's, it's been a, a blast and I'm looking forward to next week. Absolutely. Let's do one thing. Let's give a couple shout outs real quick in closing to some yep. of the people. Again, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Amigo. Um, yep. Give a shout out to, to, to Frank over yep. there at Slam Radio. Yep. Definitely uh, appreciate you guys and appreciate the opportunity. Um, one last shout out I want to give to my man and my, my homie Solo D, um, <laughs> especially for that dope intro that we got yep. going. Uh, again, appreciate Frank for kind of cutting it up and editing yeah. it and getting yeah. it all worked out. But, uh, 
man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see yeah. what the future holds. I'm excited to see what, yeah. where we're going to go from here. And, uh, listen, man, this is a, this is a cool partnership here with me and the J man. Um, uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us here on uh, Sirius XM 145 slam radio, the Kang gang show. Peace. The views and opinions expressed on Kang Gang are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.